Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look at your life. Everything, I believe, is a 365 mirror. Everything. Where are you feeling a lack of energy? Where are you feeling deflated, frustrated, overwhelmed? All of that is information. Pay attention to your energy. Where you are lacking energy, vitality, light, where you're not feeling lit up, I guarantee you under there, if you lift the rock, you're going to find fear. You're going to find doubt. It's a realization. It's not a doing. It's not an achieving Honestly, it's a blending. It's a knowing. It's a saying, I deserve to be here. Are you really getting who you are? Because if you do really get who you are, this is the gift. And that changes your vibration. It changes your consciousness. It changes the energy in your spine. It changes all of that. It's an awareness. Being your USG, my me, it's me, it's, uh, it's less a doing. It's more a remembering, a realizing, a reawakening. I'm actually going to say something a little bit, um, I don't think it's controversial, but I think it, it, this is this is from my own experience. What I will say is. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amra Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired keep evolving hey there inspired spirits at the time of this recording only 94 percent of you that are actually returning to watch a second or a third or a fourth video here on the inspired evolution podcast are actually subscribed i can't tell you how much it genuinely helps everything we're trying to achieve with promoting positivity in the world 
through your subscription. Every time you hit subscribe, it helps us grow the platform. It lets guests that want to come onto the show know that you know it is worth their time to take the time out to carve out a conversation like the ones that you're enjoying here on the Inspired Evolution podcast. My personal commitment to you is as the show grows, you know, more and more quality, more and more conversations, richer and richer things will flow around here. That is my absolute commitment to you. To be completely transparent, as we grow and when we finally get to that 100,000 subscriber mark, currently we do two episodes a week. I'm looking forward to getting us to about three episodes a week so we can really keep the juju going and flowing at an even greater level. And all of that is enabled by you taking the time to hit subscribe, hit that bell notification. So if you can, Please take a moment, take a moment, come on, take one sec, quick sec, <laughs> hit subscribe and hit that bell notification icon. It helps so much more than I can say. Thank you so much. Yo! Welcome back to the Inspired Evolution and inspiring us to be the USU, the me is me, the us is us. We have with us here, Julie Riesler. How are you there? Oh my gosh. I'm right. I'm great. I love your energy. I'm so excited to do this with you. <laughs> You're being kind. Guys, for those that don't know Julie, give me two secs. I'll quickly do the honors. She is a master coach and she's dedicated herself to coaching and well-being. She speaks about the power of self-love and healing pretty much. I'm, I'm imagining everywhere you go. I think it's everywhere you go, but maybe you can correct us if it's not everywhere you go. I mean everywhere you go because it's on the USU podcast. It's on TEDx stages. It's in books. It's on leading stages all over the world. She's a professor of coaching at Georgetown University and the founder of Life Designer Coach Academy. Sister Bear, welcome to the Inspired Evolution. It is such a treat to have you here. Oh my gosh. I'm, the, I'm so excited. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. What, what what stops us from being the most truest, authentic version of ourselves? Top, like, number one thing. If you had to sort of just go, I just want to take that thing in my crosshairs and shoot it down, what would be that thing? Because all your work seems to be helping people tune into their most deepest, authentic selves. What is the number one thing that you, I don't want to use the word hate. This isn't a space for hate, but... Um, if you could sort of shoot something down, <laughs> I'm giving you permission. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I like it. I like your permission. So I'm obsessed with this. I think I'll just say this really quick because it might give a little context. I did a lot of time where I was not um, I was not being my meest me, right? I, I was trapped in, and, and it'll, it'll get to the answer, you know, I was trapped in this, this feeling of needing to people, please, um, wanting to be liked, feeling that all the not, you know, enoughs, not good enough, smart enough, all those things. And what, 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 what is that all was the umbrella of that? I think the umbrella of that is, is fear. I think it is doubt. Um, I think it is lives in the world of ego. Um, and in the world of, you know, anytime you feel not something enough, um, or you doubt yourself, any, any of that is, is not, it's coming from a space of lack and a fear and not seeing who you really are, you know, not getting that each of us are, come from the divine where we are meant to express. And so um, what do I, I wouldn't say hate, but for me, that whole umbrella, I think it's it's fear, and it shows she shows herself or himself or itself in many different ways, and that could look like, you know, um, comparison and jealousy and envy. It could look like self doubt. It could look like um, feeling like 
you're who am I to who am I to do this? Like who does she think she is? Who do they think they are to do that? It could sound like the voice that says, um, you don't have enough training, <laughs> you don't have enough whatever, and um, or that says you're gonna be shunned. You're not gonna be liked if you if you leave that marriage, if you leave that job, if you start a business, if you you know, come out uh, in the sexuality that you feel you are most identified with, whatever it is, it's that little voice that, that it gets scared. And I think it lives in, you know, what you might call the ego. Um, and I wouldn't say we want to like shoot it down, but we got to understand that that is not who you are. That is not your USG, not even close. Mm, this is, um, sorry, um, I was going to say you're touching the wound in the gooey bit, but there's surely a better way to say that um, from my end, but I'm just going to go with it because, yeah, there's two parts to that, which, you know, the first part is I think with fears from what I understand, and this is, you know, my humble understanding, um, there are those fears that we know, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm afraid of that. Like, you know, oh, public speaking would be amazing for me, but oh, you know, and you can kind of feel it. Um, that's a fear that we know. Um, but then there are some fears that our conscious mind doesn't know. Um, and I found it really interesting. And the wound bit was like, oh, there's ego in there, you know, and that there's a fear because, and maybe I'll provide some context to an example that's a bit raw, a bit vulnerable for me. But, you know, I've been coaching myself for about six years now. And it's all been about purpose coaching. And uh, recently, like, you know, having worked with clients for many years now, a lot of them have gone on to do and achieve many things, but they've still retained me as their coach, which is an absolute blessing, Touchwood. And they've all moved into like leadership kind of positions. So I was talking to my coach and he was like, you know, you think you're a leadership coach? And I was like, well, you know, it's just kind of where naturally things are going, keeping leaders aligned. And then he's turned around and gone, well, then why do you have a spirituality podcast? And I was like, well, um, because that's the essence of living and it's like the most important thing in life. <laughs> like, why would I not have a spirituality podcast? And he's like, well, it doesn't fit for your coaching offering to be a leadership coach and have a spirituality podcast. And I was like, oh, well, okay, then I guess I'm, you know, purpose coach for leaders is, you know, whoever it is. And he's just like, even purpose coach, like why – and then after a series of coaching questions, he was like, why are you not a spirituality coach? And uh, even as I'm saying that to you right now, like all my stuff just comes straight up. And I was just like, and he just called me out. He was like, you think you have to be enlightened to be a, a spirituality coach, don't you? And I was like, yeah, pretty much. And I'm not enlightened. And then he's like, so you're coaching somebody anyway, so I could run you through the coaching session. But the key thing in there that I was feeling into was like the fear, like there's this fear around, there are certain things that we don't even know that we're afraid of. How do you help uncover some of those? Because I wasn't aware that I was afraid of labeling myself as a spirituality coach because of what that really means, right? Um, and then, yeah, just going, okay, how do we approach that? So approaching is a whole other conversation, but how do you uncover um, the fears that we're not even aware of. It's a great, great question. And by the way, as you were speaking, I'm like, it's so interesting because your title of your podcast, when you think of inspired, I don't know if you've ever followed Wayne Dyer who talks yeah. and he's not, the, I mean, it stems way before him, but in spirit, right? Like spirit through you. Uh, it's the whole reason breathe. I chose the word. <laughs> nice. Of course you did. Right. So like, you're, already, you're already doing it. I have had a similar inner dialogue, Cameron. Yeah. I have. Like, uh, would I call myself a metaphysical or a, or a spiritual coach? Like, 
I don't know because I've worked with, you know, C-suite leaders and I've worked in companies and like, I don't know, are they going to go for that? The truth is at the basis of everything, right, is our connection to our higher self, to our soul self, to, I think of when I talk about being your you is you, my me is me, it is literally, that is your higher self. What that means is those fears, which are, which are human, we're going to have them. It, it, that is not though that is not your that is not your higher self. So how do we find them? There's a I can tell you right now a couple ways. Number 1, look at your life. Everything I believe is a 365 mirror. Everything. Everything you're experiencing. Where are you feeling a lack of energy? Where are you feeling deflated, frustrated, overwhelmed, stressed, um like you're you're not on purpose? Go look in your life and see where you get upset, where you feel jealous and envious. That's a really good place. Often people are doing things that you're feeling in your soul. I want to be doing that. All of that is information. So look at your life right now and do an inventory. Where do you feel on purpose and lit up? And our energy will tell us, our emotions will tell us. It's a guidance system, which I did not make that up. That is Dr. David Hawkins with Power Versus Force. That's Abraham Hicks with the Emotional Guidance Scale. So use your emotions where notice, take a pat, you know, your phone notes for a day and just notice where are you feeling those energy, that energy that is either, you know, frustrated, overwhelmed, envy, um, despair, overwhelmed, lacking vitality. Where do you feel exhausted? Because I'll tell you, you probably are similar. I consciously redesigned my life about 10 years ago, consciously, like in every way, shape, and form. It's not that everyone should do it this way, but between the marriage I was in, I left a full-time job. I was a mo- single mom. Like this didn't make sense, but there was very little vitality and I could feel it. I could feel it like I was losing energy. Um, so pay attention to your energy. Where you are lacking energy, vitality, light, where you're not feeling lit up, I guarantee you under there, if you lift the rock, you're going to find fear. You're going to find doubt. You're going to find something in that vicinity. It, it, it has to be that way. Otherwise, at the flip side, look and see where are you feeling aligned? Where are you feeling on purpose, lit up, energized, you know, life force, prana? Where are you feeling like I could do this? You know, I, I feel this often in my work. Like I could do this all the time. Then you have to look at boundaries because you can't work all the time. But you know, relationships, right? Like how are you treating yourself? So this is a really easy way is just to do an inventory and notice how you feel, notice your energy. That will tell you pretty quickly. Yeah. And I love that because you're going to take stock of how you're showing up and what you're showing up for and how basically you feel as you're showing up for it. Um, The courage piece. Can you tell us a little bit about the courage? Yeah. Yeah, you're... Yeah. Yeah. You're just spot on. I'm like, oh, we are vibing because this is the thing I think that trips so many of us up. This is where, this is where, you know, I think even trusting yourself, trusting your inner wisdom, your intuition. I do a lot around intuition and I, and I studied it in myself. I, I really, I really believe it's our superpower. It's like we're walking around with a hidden GPS like encrusted with diamonds that's going to tell us at all times if we tune in where to go, what to do. It is like literally the orders come from the divine. It's in our bodies and our hearts and our bellies. And we get feelings about it. We get instincts about it. We get signs about it. We get evidence. But what happens, and it's understandable, is it 
the piece that then needs to be there is the courage, the courage to listen, to follow it. And that is not always easy. That is that. So courage, you know, I think we love words. I mean, the, the, the root of core is heart, core uh, courage. It's, it's of the heart. That's what I believe is when you decide to have courage, you're saying, I'm going to trust my heart. And I'm, even though it may not be logical or, or make sense in my left brain, I'm going to follow my heart. Um, and there's truth to that. There's science behind that with heart intelligence. And I think courage is, is, um, it's, uh, when you build that muscle, watch what happens in life when you start to tune in and trust courage. A couple of times where I've had to exercise a great deal of courage, like when I had to leave sort of one world behind um, career-wise and then move into the inspired evolution, like I clearly remember um, just how, I don't want to use the word anxiety provoking, but it was like there were help palpitations. <laughs> it was like, you know, there was, there was, there was a very fluttery, um, didn't feel grounded. It was just like this, <gasps> but it was weird. Even as I say, it didn't feel grounded because, and I know you'll get this because it, it felt, it didn't feel grounded for the 3D mind based Amrit, but it felt like I was plugging into something way bigger than me. You know, it was like, it was almost like a coming home, you know, it was like, oh, this is what you've always wanted to do, you know? Um, and I got, I literally got goosebumps when you described the, um, the courage of the heart. Um, yeah, I, yeah. The, um, I found at the time, one of the best resources I had was online content, which sounds really like 3D and nonsensical. But at the time I was like looking to make the change and I was just listening to a lot of great content, not too dissimilar to what you put out in the world, what I put out in the world now. But back then it was, you know, I was just listening to content and it was helping affirm the vibe and the direct direction, the trajectory, um, almost like my own little eco chamber, uh, echo chamber, um, ecosystem, echo chamber, eco chamber. Sorry, <laughs> um, I did that. So the key thing in there, I've noticed now if I looked back, like there would be some different tools I would have uh, supported myself with. What are some of the tools that you would recommend if someone is going through a time that requires courage? Um, because it can be a lot to navigate on your own, eh? Um, yeah, Any what, what sort of tools would you offer them up? And then I promise we'll talk about intuition. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, at least where I am in the in the states in the west, a lot of what we focus on is going outward. And I think the opposite is what is needed to hear to to tune in to to get a sense of, you know, how you're feeling, how this GPS is guiding you, how this inner wisdom is guiding you. You know, the more you can really focus on going in, going in, going into yourself, whether it's meditation and yoga and for some it might be, you know, offering Prayer, journaling, uh, intuitive writing uh, is a great way to connect in, which can be non-dominant hand, which could be asking a big open question and just seeing what comes up. Anything that's going to have you go inside yourself and stay there <laughs> as long as you can. So, you know, meditation daily. Um, I mean, there's just, there's beyond so much research about that. Um, look, I do, this is part of why I love coaching. I know you do too. Having somebody that holds space for you that can see and feel the the divinity in you, the greater purpose, your heart's vision and dreams that can that can really like 
I think of myself as a doula. That's truly how I think of myself uh, as a doula. Like birthing, you're rebirthing a part of yourself. And I, I had two doulas when I had, I had two babies back to back. And I was like, thank God for the doulas. Like they helped me birth these babies. And so coaching, you're, you know, that's why I love this work is, um, so it might be a coach. It might be a spiritual mentor. Um, it, it could be a friend that is like an accountability, you know, partner who is like also really, really wanting to, um, to connect in. I'm also a big fan. I, um, two things that I do, I use, um, intention. I have my own intention cards, but I also use Oracle cards that helps me. And then the other thing that I study every day, I'm a huge fan of A Course in Miracles um, and doing a lesson a day. I just, to me, that's all about, you know, vibrating at love and high consciousness and peace. And the main underlying, the main underlying theme is forgiveness, forgiveness of everybody and yourself. So for me, that's, that's a big part of my practice. Um, and I see that being very helpful for people that I've worked with and that, you know, that just really, really, really getting that, um, you know, that we're connected in to something greater than ourselves. And we're all part of that. I love that you use the word doula, by the way, because um, <laughs> it can be such a mess birthing ourselves. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's epic. Um, and actually, it gives me the opportunity to zoom out for a second, touch on something that I really wanted to talk to you about today. So it's similar in theme, but also as we're birthing this self, and I think, again, just anchoring ourselves around the word doula, because when I feel into everything you share on the USU, there's there's like, there's a, there's a balance between push and pull. There's a balance between masculine and feminine. There's a balance between doing and being, you know, and it's, and I, I, well, I shouldn't say this, but I love the way you show up, which is like, hey, I'm still figuring it out too. <laughs> you know? So at the risk of like trying to put you on the pedestal and be like, help me figure out how to find the balance. <laughs> um, what helps you try and, you know, stay balanced in around the push and the pull? Because, you know, we're equal parts surrender, but we're also equal parts go get it. Um, and, you know, can, maybe you can describe what the push feels like and the push feels like and then how you find the balance in and around that towards finding our youest you because we can't sort of just lay there on the couch and just expect us to sort of arrive but at the same time we also don't have to you know become workaholics to arrive there either so there's yeah anyway I've asked the question please (laughs) oh I love it new I love this question for a lot of reasons I'm actually going to say something a little bit um I don't think it's controversial but I think it, it this is this is from my own experience what I will say is if anyone's anyone listening right now, most likely most of us here are probably high achievers, are probably those that like wanted to get the A or the five stars, do well, make an impact, make a difference. Like I, I have a feeling, because I know you, like just talking to you, I can feel your energy. You really care. Like I can tell you care about what you're doing in this podcast and inspiring people and evolution. And I me, I feel that way. And I know because of law of attraction, we're attracting people that 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Also care about life and care about making an impact and want to make a difference. And so here's the thing. This is for anyone listening for us, for me, I can, I'm saying this for myself. I don't have to ever worry about the like, uh, you know, I've got to like worry about striving or creating like, no, I have I was raised in a container, especially where I grew up outside of Boston, near all those universities. The overachieving, the the like making things happen, the striving, that's like no problem. It's second nature, honestly. That's that's how I feel. Like I don't have to worry about that being an issue. And I think for many of us, like when you get behind something that you love, there's no problem moving into it. The part that I've had to both heal and transform and learn to honor is the is more of that feminine energy, which is is the daydreaming, the resting. I mean, honestly, Emma, I hadn't watched TV for 10 flipping years until about two years ago because I was like, that is not intellectual. Like that's a waste of energy and I could be working and creating and no, like actually watching a show about like you know, Gaia TV on sacred geometry or on baking, the British bake, whatever, but it's, it helps me to daydream, to let go, or maybe it's making time to rest or to go to yoga or to meditate or to draw or to do something that is very not, um, high achieving life. Like I've had to teach myself, but the, the thing about that in our bodies always, there's that book, the body keeps the score. Our bodies hold on to everything. So you can tell by your nervous system. And I was really, really at a, in a tough place about two years ago. And I realized, oh my God, it's, it seems like the working hard all the time is awesome. I'm helping people, but it's actually depleting me and I'm not going to be able to give. We can't give unless you've got to come from overflow. So that, that feminine energy of surrender, of rest, of receiving, of intuition, of allowing, um, of intuiting is really, I actually think it comes first and then that being, and then you, you do from that being, you decide, okay, I'm going to be this person this way. I'm going to give myself this rest, this time to process, to think, to daydream, to create. I mean, you think of the word create, creativity, creator, the creator, you know, it, it, it's all about, right. The, the, the ebb and flow, the like, the coming in, the, the the breathing in, the breathing out. And so I always think of the ocean, like it would be so weird if it was just ebb and no flow. It'd be bizarre. You'd be like, why is it going in and in and in? Where's it going? Like it comes in and out and we're the same way, but it goes in. So we go in, 
and then we go out. I think all, a lot of us go out and then in. And I think the shift that's being asked for is go in first. Get get your inspiration. Get your get your heart intelligence. Your heart message. Get that information that that love and connection first in. And then 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 decide. I'm going to take this action. I'm going to call this person. I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to start this career. Whatever it is. So. Um, hopefully that's helpful. Oh, it's super helpful. Yeah, we had Dr. Bessel van der Kolk on the podcast when the body keeps the score, and it's really interesting to hear your insights on, yeah, going inwards. And I've often, um, romant- this won't happen, but I've often romanticized with um, making the tagline of the Inspired Evolution. You know how like, everything has a motto. Um, you know how Nike has just do it? <laughs> it was like, just be it. <laughs> and instead yes. of like a tick, just like, you know, yeah. just like an X, she's like, just, just, just stop. <laughs> just be it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Or you could. You know? You could flip the swoosh and make it a wave. It looks like a yeah. wave. Yeah. <laughs> so there's so, so much funny. available there, but I was like, just be it. Now, there's so much to unpack in there, but one of the key things you've mentioned already is intuition. And I want to go a little bit deeper into it with you because, yeah, when we start walking out on this path, like you said earlier, it's very counterintuitive because you're so used to living life. I don't want to say pre-awakening, but you know, let's just go with that as a term for now. Um, before you sort of opened up to like, oh, I'm made for more, and what I'm gonna, what am I gonna do? It that you're, you know, well, I know from my own experience, I was like, I was off my center of me being the meest me. Because, yeah, there was so much information from society in terms of this is what's going to be successful for you. This is what's going to be good for you. My family, my loved ones, with the best of intentions, yeah. Um, But they had programmed my journey a certain way. And then it got to the point where it was like, okay, I'm going to have to stand up for myself and find my own way through this mess. And the interesting thing for me was, firstly, that I had to learn to go inwards and listen to the voice, which I'd love for you to connect us to and guide us into like how to connect to that more because I feel like you've been doing this longer than I have as well, touch wood. And then also I had some really trippy bits where I was like, oh, this voice has always been there, but I've like found ways to distract myself from it. Um, yeah, intuition, just I'll open it up there and for you to share what intuition means to you and oh it's a it's um it's an emotional topic actually because i I really do see it like this uh direct line that you and I and every every human being anyone listening now we all were born with it it's our birthright it's a it's a connection whether you call it to the to the greater field that loving field of intelligence the cosmos the divine, God source, whatever you call that. Um, I really, you know, I don't even have to convince you or anybody about intuition. Just think of a time you had a gut feeling, you had a sense, you knew something, but you didn't know why. And maybe you did follow it. Maybe you didn't follow it. This is a good place to often start when I work with people and myself. Again, doing a little bit of that research and inventory. When was a time that you, you felt something, you knew something, gut feeling, you had a sense, you heard something, you didn't have any logical reasoning and you followed it. What happened? 
Now look and see when you didn't follow it, what happened. I've actually mapped this out. This is for me, I'm very visual. And I like mapped this out. I have on the back of one of my vision boards, like literally what happened, not listening and listening and trusting my intuition. So to think, you know, intuition and there's there's science behind this. I'm a big fan of the HeartMath Institute. I've done their training. They're amazing. They actually get into the science of intuition. I've I've talked to Dr. Roland McCready. He's the head scientist and um, researcher. And they literally there's science behind tuning into the field, the loving, intelligent field around you. And actually, it goes into your heart first. Believe it or not, um, heart wisdom, heart intelligence. So. Here's the thing, right? We have this, but you said it beautifully, Emma. Right? You said it. We are programmed, frankly, or you know, in this in this fishbowl in our society where it's not it's not valued, right? It's not valued. Like you, what happens when you're in school? You are definitely not taught to listen to it. You're taught to follow the teacher, to do whatever you're told, to follow the rules, to you know, I remember even in, in taking tests, right? You have to like memorize, like, what about, I remember I would have like, I think it should be this. And I wouldn't listen to that. Right. And then we, we move on into maybe, maybe you go to college, maybe you don't, maybe you meet your partner, maybe you don't. For me, I shoved down intuition. I did not know how to handle all of the intuitive connections I was getting. And like many people, I shoved it down with sugar and food. So for those who've struggled with addiction, whether it's alcohol or drugs or sex or gambling or shopping or food, my my drug of choice um, has been food. And what happens when you overeat, you, you, you literally, um, you shift your ability to connect and, and, and intuit. It literally, because what happens and your nervous system is taxed and there's sugar, like sugar high. And it's like shooting up is I used to joke, like when I would eat a huge bag of M&Ms, it was like, just shoot me up here. It's what it felt like. So what does it do? It takes you out of your body. It takes you out of your connection. So especially for those who've had addiction or struggle with addiction or addictive behavior. Um, and I spent a lot of time just blocking it out. I didn't want to hear it because it scared me. I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't feel I had the courage to listen to it. So I'll give just a quick example, right? Like, um, you know, I was married to a really good person, like a really good person. I think if I go look back, there was some intuition around that early on. Um, and finally, when I woke up in the middle of the night with two kids under the age of three and my intuition woke me up and was like, you're not okay here. You're just not. And had nothing to do. It, he's a great dad, a good person. I love my children, but it was it was not not the right energetic fit. And we know that today. We're both remarried, but that was that took a that took a lot to listen. Often intuition will come up um, if we're not listening. It will come up in your body. I had a panic attack, um, in anxiety. So I, I'm a big fan of listening to it, not to scare people, but there it's like getting these little messages. Now, the thing we talked about earlier is then the courage, the courage to follow it. Sometimes with intuition, it might be I'm driving and all of a sudden it says, take a right here instead of going the way you normally go. This happened um, about a month ago and I, I made a right and then I found out there was like a huge pileup if I'd gone the other way, right? So we don't know. I, intuition can show up a lot of ways. It could, it could show up as just call that person. Reach out to that person. Um, I remember 10 years ago, I did a, a 
mind body like movement certification. It made no sense, no sense, but it was so clear. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take that. I spent a lot of money and time. I was there for two days. I was exhausted. That I can see now opened the door to so much of my career. It is unbelievable. It's beautiful. So one fun thing to do is to go and look back and say, okay, when have I had that sense? Maybe it's the partner you did meet and you just have this sense. I don't know why, but we're, we're supposed to be together. And now, you know, 20 years later, you have three children together and you're like, that's my person. So intuition, it comes in all different ways. And for some of us, it's a gut feeling. Some of us, it's I hear it or I see it or I sense it or all three or four ways. Um, but I think it's our superpower. I think it's our to me, I hope someday it's taught. I hope that as kindergartners and in and first grade, and I know you call it a little differently, but whatever whatever elementary experience you have, I hope that intuition is taught. I hope that kids are taught to trust themselves, to listen to that, to follow that, that um, it's not weird. It's not woo-woo. It's actually our birthright. It is one of the biggest gifts that we all have. And it, I've never seen it not lead. To me, it's always for the highest good. Our intuition is always going to guide us. Not always easy, but will always be for the highest good. Because that was going to be my next question, because the benefits of following your intuition, because thank you so much for explaining like what we're connecting into and what it looks like to actually exercise on the intuitive, impulsive sort of hits that come through. Um, but then, yeah, you you know, the benefits of actually listening to the intuition. Because I think in my own experience, when I look back, um, the couple of times I I did pay attention and I did listen. Whoa, like, yeah, like it was like, oh, ah, uh, I could never have done that on my own, <laughs> you know, touch wood. And so then it was like, oh, this is fucking fascinating. Sorry, part of my French, but this is fucking fascinating. Like, and then that has then subsequently encouraged me on touch wood just enough. And you know, I, I look back and I go, oh. I'm glad that happened in that moment in time to make me trust this next moment in time here now. But I think for those people that are potentially tuning in, I don't want to say for the first time, but, you know, maybe it's been a while since they've listened to their intuition or it is the first time they're approaching their intuition. Um, the benefits thereof, obviously, universally, it's very different for each individual and each different moment is different as well. But, yeah, if you could speak to why do we want to listen to our intuition? Yeah. Well, and by the way, you clearly did that when you left your construction job to then start this world. Like that did not probably make a whole lot of logical sense to most people, right? Didn't. Yeah. Didn't. No. Yeah. So I know like same with me when I left my, you know, full-time day job, corporate, like excellent job, 11 years, benefits, bonuses, free coffee. Like, <laughs> you know, and people were like, what are you doing? Um, and I knew I just could feel I, I over and over again. I kept for me, I heard it like, okay, it, it's time. I just kept hearing it's time to, it's time to leave. It's time to, to, to try this, to do this. You're meant to, to do something else. So I think you had asked with intuition, you know, the thing to understand is we don't want to, we don't want to, we want to come towards ourselves with compassion. So I spent a lot of time in that lane of not listening and frankly, uh, numbing out using food uh, and sugar. And if there are others listening who've done that, like I'm with you, I'm a sister on the journey with you. Um, that's one of the miracles for me today is that I have a lot of recovery under my belt and I don't use food to anesthetize or to numb out. Um, so when we talked earlier about you know going within, 
meditating, mindfulness, anything that can help you to connect to your breath, to connect to your life force, connect to the the divinity. Honestly, I'm going to go there. Like the divinity that's you. We're each here as a unique expression of the divine. It's like a it's like a unique thumbprint, but and it's all connected. But there's never going to be another Amrit, another, never, never, and never another me ever. Or you, whoever's listening, if you're listening now, there's never going to be another version of you exactly like this. Those chances are, I want to say when I researched this, it was um, one in 400 trillion chances of being born. Like between your mom with like an egg and your dad with all the billions of sperm. Yeah. That chances, I mean, that's insane. That's winning the lottery. You won the lottery. You already did. So you already won the lottery and think about it. Not only did you win the lottery because you're here. You're already like, you got batteries included. Those batteries included that have like a life of at least hopefully a hundred years, maybe more, includes inner guidance, intuition. And so it's like, what the heck? It's like, would you want to live in a house where you don't have the lights on when it's at night? I mean, that's that's how it feels to me at this point in my life. Um, and I think first really getting, if you've not been listening or tuning in or you've been numbing out, or maybe it's like, you know, it's your favorite martini instead of listening, or you know the right thing for yourself, but you don't know how to do it. Don't be shitty to yourself. You know, we got to be compassionate because you're not going to make a change if you feel crappy about yourself and, and are mean. Um, we, this is where I think forgiveness, right? Forgiving yourself and then saying, all right, I'm going to just start by at least observing when I get a sense. It's a gut feeling. Maybe you feel a tingling in your chest. Like, I don't know. We're all different, right? For me these days, it comes in all different ways. I hear it. I see it. I feel it. I sense it. I don't know. She, he, the, the information comes in many ways, but we all have this. I know this. If you're human, if you're listening, your dog has intuition also, by the way, but we're not going to talk about dogs because I'm not an expert in dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm learning the expertise of this through, through, through listening. The other cool thing is like a muscle, any muscle, the more you tune in and trust it and, and, and follow it, the, the greater it grows and the more of a connection you have to it. So it only can, it can only, it's only here to serve you and it will always be here to serve you for your highest good, even when it can feel a little scary. I love the way you describe that. It's, um, yeah, cause it is a, it is a listening, isn't it? Um, but it's listening, kind of using the five senses to listen to beyond the five senses. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it is a trippy exercise, <laughs> but it's actually really self-affirming. You've mentioned forgiveness a few times, um, and we've sort of talked about it, but then also rushed past it. Um, let's put a pin in it so we can actually open it up, um, touch wood. So yeah, forgiveness, what does it mean to you really? And yeah, and then it seems to transcend more than just the act of someone did something to me and I'll forgive it. Um, seems to be a much deeper theme and current in your own life. Can you explain to us? Uh, yeah. yeah. So I will just say where I'm coming from with forgiveness, I've both been in the 12-step world and there's a whole step on forgiveness and resentments and amends. So I have that background and I also have the Course in Miracles background um, and then my own interpretation. And so I think the real, and this is like, this can be kind of a mic drop when you get this, is I said it earlier, you know, the idea that we're living in this 
some call it a holographic experience, a 365 mirror. I really take it on Amrit that anybody and everybody in my life, it doesn't always feel this way, but anything I'm experiencing is a reflection of some aspect of me and some aspect of my consciousness and what's going on inside. So whatever I am thinking about or how I'm being, it's going to be reflected out. The inner, the outer is reflecting the inner. When you get that, then it can change the way you look at people, like the person that cut you off in the road driving. Where are you doing things? Where are you cutting yourself off or cutting other people off maybe by, you know, making a snap judgment? It doesn't have to be like exactly driving. It could be, you know, that that energy. Um, so with forgiveness, the idea is ideally every person is, is, I think of, you know, each person as a, as a sister or brother. And even that can be hard sometimes when you have somebody who is doing some crazy shit and you're like, that is not a brother, (laughs) but yes, they are. We're all related. We're all connected. And anybody, you know, there's this old, uh, saying it's like hurting people hurt others. So if somebody has done something to hurt me, first of all, there has to be a hurt in them for them to hurt me. They also don't, I get to choose if they hurt me. That's another aspect. But there's something, so what would be the antidote is compassion. If somebody is raging, uh, and I'm not saying you should be hanging around with abusers and be okay with that. I'm just saying understanding that there is something underneath, something under that rock, something underneath, in, in the, go down to the bottom of the iceberg, right? And there's pain. And so also getting that in the greater, you know, the to me, again, the divine is only love. There is no grievances or doing wrong. I'm not saying you can't do wrong things. There's just making an error and realizing I want to change. So I'm coming from a human perspective if I'm judging you or judging somebody. And so by forgiving, it's really bringing in a greater divine perspective and saying, I don't even really need to forgive you. Like in my humble opinion, the divine, we're we're already, we don't even, we don't need to be forgiven. We're loved. I think what happens is we forget we're loved. We forget there's, that's all there is. And we act out of a place of isolation and feeling alone. And we forget that we're constantly being loved and that we're here surrounded and guided by many, many non-physical support team helpers, um, which we can get into if you want or not. Um, And that- that act of forgiveness is really saying, I see you the same way I see me. And by the way, forgiveness, the most important place to forgive is yourself. That to me, I mean, that's, I work on that daily and it's not always easy. It's saying, you know what? I'm, I made a mistake. I'm not a mistake. I made a mistake here. I'm not that mistake. And that is the same for your brothers and sisters. They might have made a mistake. They're not a mistake. Because what I see in me, I see in you. What I see in you, I see in me. It's, it's all reflective. And um, that energy of forgiveness doesn't mean you are going to, you know, if someone has been horrible to you, it doesn't mean I'm going to hang out with them. It just means I release you and I remember who you are just like I remember who I am. And I do think this is the PhD level. I think there are many of us that are that are ready for this type of shift in consciousness, but it means letting go of grievances, letting go of holding on to past hurts. It, it, it means taking the ego out of the front seat and saying, so sorry, you're going to go in the back seat in your, in your 
you know, car seat because I don't want you driving my car. I want love to drive my car. I want the divine aspect of me to drive my car. I want my miss me driving the car, not my ego self. Epic. I felt there was this like version of ourselves that has all of our 3D stuff stuck in there. And then there's like, there's just love up here in our infinite self. And then forgiveness like gives us the opportunity for the stuck stuff to just be transmuted into love, but you've got to give it permission by looking at it through forgiveness. That was just, just total. Thank you. The support group. I don't want to talk about it. What's the support group? I want to know more about the support group. <laughs> yeah, the support group I've been part of, you mean? like? Yeah, yeah, you were saying. Yeah, you were saying I could tell you more about that. Let's find out more. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, what did I say more about? Oh, the support. Oh, support group. And, oh, I was saying the non-physical support team. Okay. Mm. I was like, well, I've, okay. I was like, I've been part of like 12-step support group, but I don't think you mean that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, I, look. This is just my own humble opinion. And of course, everyone take what you like, leave the rest. I mean, I do not think we are the only beings in the cosmo cosmos. Like I think my gut, my sense is like, we've got many galaxies, planets. Um, I think we also have other dimensional realms with higher intelligent light beings, whatever you call that. Some may call it angels, guides. Loved ones, I, I just, I really believe we are constantly being supported. Um, and it, it's hard because I think in, even in vernacular and the words, I think the words do it injustice. There's no, I don't even know that there's the right word for me personally for, for the supreme divine, for this, for the guidance, for the, for the guides, but we use the words we have. And I do believe this loving intelligence has forms and higher levels of intelligent, loving intelligence um, that when we ask because we have free will and that's the strongest law that i believe is out is in this universe is free will so when you say you know and this is my this is my offering every morning amrit is please help me align my will with your will whoever of the highest supreme loving beings help me let me align my will with yours um whatever you call that and i i just look you start asking for evidence and signs of these, what the Course in Miracles calls your mighty companions or your guides, watch the F out. I keep a little notebook also for signs and evidence. It's effing wild. How, I have no words on this. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I do, I, the reason I do it is it helps me like sure up my energy and my belief like, oh, this exists. Oh, we're not alone. We are not alone. There's probably thousands of non-physical loving guides and energies helping us. And truthfully, the intuition is that guy is that like key communication, but we have to ask because we have free will. So, you know, I just, um, I believe it's an act of courage to lean into that. It means I don't have all the answers and I'll tell you what, I'm positive. I do not have all the answers. <laughs> I would rather have it come from the divine realm the guides the angels i'd rather have it come from there than from my you know little brain we were talking off air a little bit earlier prior to the podcast and um because we've got a correlating background in coaching i guess um and you kind of blew my mind um it made a lot of sense intuitively when you described you don't really see coaching as well coaching now I'm putting words in your mouth I should let you speak but it was coaching is a healing modality 
And when you said that, I could feel my nervous system shift gear. <laughs> it was just like, ah. <laughs> um, I want to approach the question. I do want to give you the space to unpack that for us. But, you know, we're discussing the USG and helping people become the most authentic version of themselves. And if it is a healing modality, it implies a wounding, I guess, in some degree. Um, and maybe you can speak to the wounding of inauthenticity um, prior to giving us an explanation on your thoughts around coaching and um, healing. So it's a beautiful question. Love your, I love that we're just in the same energy space. I'm like feeling you on this. And I actually, what I really think is the, what you might call the, the core wound for most of us. I personally believe this is what I experienced and have experienced with a lot of everyone I've worked with and, and myself is we forget who we are. We don't love ourselves. We, I know for me, I abandoned myself. That's a big piece of what happened for fitting in to succeed, to be liked. And we can go in for hours about why we do this, but I really think the original core wound is, is not loving ourselves. And because when you love yourself, everything changes. When you come from love, when you come from that deep, like I really respect and love myself. I'm not perfect. I love myself. I'm not going to abandon myself. So I think. Can I just jump in there? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Of course. I, I feel like this is an infinite game to play on some level as well, because I've been working on myself since I can remember, actually, which when, um, and recently, even just recently, I was having this realization around ambition, and I've got a lot of it, and as and I sat with it, and as I was sitting with it, I was like, oh, what are you striving for? And I was like but ambition is a good thing. Like I want to have a positive impact. And it's like, not enough as you are, bro. <laughs> it was just like, oh, I don't know how to not be ambitious for a positive impact. This is like really grinding me. And it was, and it was like, it's not really, it's just your mind that's having a real tough go of it. Spirit's got you, bro, but man the mind and the self-love sorry I just wanted to and like and I don't want to say but I've been working on myself as well but do you know what I mean I feels like that self-love piece it's like I work on it and then it'll come to a great little plateau and a rest and then you know every once in a while just once you start getting comfortable it's like oh yeah you good let's go again (laughs) it's like oh man um but yeah yeah, sorry I interjected but yeah self-love piece well, we have like the same monolo- inner monologue. I literally have had the same conversation in my head about like the d- drive and to make an impact. And here's what I'm talking about, though. It's a different paradigm. Um, and I think it's perfect because it's literally the name of your podcast. <laughs> you know, it's about evolving. And we, if we're following, look, if you look at the way the divine spirit works, look at nature. Nothing is ever static. It's changing. It's growing. It's the common thread is a loving presence, a loving force. So when I talk about self-love, I don't just mean like I'm taking a bath with rose petals and getting my nails done, which is fine and lovely to do. Those are like lovely things. I mean like 
No, I'm under, I'm tapping into the fact that my billions of cells, my organs, my everything about me and you is created from a field and a force of love, of loving intelligence. And I love that. I honor that. And I'm going to listen to what does not just my body need, but what does my spirit need? What does my soul need? What it, Maybe I had a whole full day today and I really need to rest. And that is very different than like, I'm going to love myself better. Now, it's nothing wrong with that, right? And we can, I'm all about self-care. I'm all about doing things, the doing there's also an aspect of being, and I would say even before that, Amrit, is knowing. It's knowing. Knowing who that you are, all of us are from this fabric. You can't not be it. All of us. The, Ernest Holmes wrote one of the best books ever called The Thing Called You. I think I got the name wrong, but The Thing, the thing Called You. It's also he uh, compiled The Science of Mind, which is all about that new, yeah. the new thought um, it's one of my favorite books. Oh my god, it's mind as I call it glowing. That's my next book. Is yeah. mind glowing? <laughs> mind, mind glowing. Sorry. Yes, that's no. That's the book I'm writing because I'm like, we need to talk about this because I I don't want my mind blown. So yeah, I want it glowing. Um, yes, and so here it, it's it's a realization. It's not a doing. It's not an achieving. Honestly, it's a blending. It's a knowing. It's a saying. I deserve to be here. It, frankly, the whole idea of worthiness, a lot of us struggle with worthiness. I don't know if I feel worthy. Can I charge that amount? Can I say that? Can I? That's not the conversation. You're worthy because you're here. Remember one in 400 trillion op chances of being born? You're worthy. Like, in fact, like that, let's take that off the table. It's more about, you know, are you really getting who you are? Because if you do really get who you are, this is the gift. When I really can feel that and sense that, and not every day do I feel like on fire, yay, I'm part of the divine. And I, But I try to do these practices daily so that I can give myself the best opportunity to sense that, to feel that, to know that. Because when I know that about me, I know that about you. I know that about everybody listening. And that changes your vibration. It changes your consciousness. It changes your core, like the energy in your spine. It changes all of that because you are connecting in not from a place of it's not ego. This is not you have to get somewhere or do something. It's just a realization. That's why like samadhi, you know, samadhi, enlightenment, it's it's an it's 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 an awareness. And that that is I think what our world is asking for. I think that's what so many of us that are here right now that are listening are here for is to have that remembering the remembering like oh yeah that's how i'm designed so being your usu my me is me it's it's uh it's less a doing it's more a remembering a realizing a reawakening a connecting a knowing i think this is a perfect place i know this is going to sound super salesy but for those that want to tune into finding out more cuz i'm just like dude I wish I had someone holding space in the way you were describing it. For those that do want to tune in more, apologies for the plug, but I have to ask, what's the best place to connect with yourself to find out more about um, coaching with Julie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even answer that question because I got all on the tangent of loving yourself. Yes, um, I, the best place, my website, Um, And if you're interested in coaching or 
frankly, becoming a coach, I do think it's a healing modality because it's through those questions. It's through the sacred space. It's through asking yourself and having someone who's your doula who can hold space for you to, to really help you to tune into what's in your heart, what's most important, what are the things that you're saying that are not true. Um, it's worked miracles in my life. I had a coach 15 years ago. It changed my life, transformed my life. And I thought, I've got to do this. So I went back, got a master's degree in this work. I've been teaching it university. I've, I, I believe in it. So everything, anyhow, if you're interested, it's all on my website or julieriesler.com slash certification um, is where I certify coaches. And I, I just believe just like Reiki and acupuncture and functional nutrition and so many other modalities. I, and I know you get it. I think coaching when the person is really like in tune, right. And, and holding that sacred space for you, watch out. Just watch out. There, there, there's nothing like having that that kind of connection, accountability, that support. Again, it's sacred. Um, the other piece is you're entering someone's energy field, and that for me is is uh, it's an honor. And um, I believe in it. I always work with a coach myself. Honestly, I I think it's what our we can't have enough coaches. Amrit, I think that our world, if you look around, there's plenty of people that are feeling lost or like life is fine, but I always say like, do you really want life to just be fine? I don't think so. If you're listening, I don't think you want your life to just be fine. I think you want it to be lit up, extraordinary, full of vitality. And coaches, therapists are great too, but different. Coaches, it's all about creating in the present and the future and designing the life you want because you get to decide that. Yeah, I love that. And there's a, thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah, there's a, Someone provoked me recently to say, you know, well, two things I'll say about that. Firstly, sorry, just rewinding. I remember the piece that really spoke to me about coaching. There was a period in my life where I struggled with depression and there was someone in my life that Touchwood believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And I just remember, like, I, was, I wasn't I was suicidal, but I was completely apathetic. And I've never, like, for those that know Amrit and they're all tuning in, they're just like, Amrit, apathetic? Like, you! <laughs> I was like, enthusiasm is my favourite fucking word, Dodgewood, right? And, um, Dodgewood. And, yeah, I was completely apathetic. And there was, I remember what it was like to be in that time and someone else going, it doesn't matter what you feel or think, I see you, I believe in you, and you're made for more. And you totally got this. And just how much without even pushing or pulling, just that holding of space really pushed and pulled me through. It's an incredible time. Um, I'm totally with you. Like I think coaching containers are, yeah, it sounds so easy to say that it's sacred unless you've experienced it, right? And then you really go through something. You're like my life, which is, one thing that I know, right, Dodgewood, is different for having experienced and having had the support that way. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the point I was going to make was I had myself challenged recently by a very dear friend who's also a coach, and this is the kind of nerdy conversations us coaches have when we get together. He was like, don't you think society is a little bit fucked up that we need kind of coaches? Because wouldn't we all just be like here supporting each other and singing Kumbaya if it wasn't wired the way that it was? And I was like... 
That is a very interesting thought, my friend, and I just feel compelled to unpack it here with you as well because, yeah, I think it's really interesting. I totally believe in coaching, um, but I also feel like I just wonder what it would be like if we were still a village and there wasn't this, you know, I I, I don't demonize capitalism. Um, I think it's the way that we've got going forward. It's like, hey, like I've got some energy to exchange, you've got some energy to exchange, and money's just helping lubricate the exchange. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, it was like, if we were back in the village and we didn't have coins and we didn't have money, would you really have a coach or would we all just be coaching each other in areas of our expertise as one big family? So, Amrit, I just want to thank you so much. This conversation has been delicious. It's been so nourishing. And I, I'm just, my hope and prayer is that it's made an impact for your beautiful audience and listeners. And, um, you know, I think even though it's so funny to me, just meeting, getting to meet you now and getting to connect with you, realizing there's just so much, there's so much similarity and such a desire to, to, to be this inspired evolution. And I just really honor you. I love what you're doing. I love these questions. Um, so I thought before I would end, I would just choose a card. I have my own um, intention cards, the USU intention cards, Ooh, and um, a couple fell. So I'm going to pull from what's left here. But I have a deck here. I'm just going to see um, what intuitively is the intention for for our listeners. This is the card. So I'm just pulling this top card. We'll see what this is. Oh, this is a good one. All right. So. The ending intention, I love this one, and I have to remind myself, this is like, to me, the, the, the most important thing, right, is it's joy. Here, I'll show it so you can see it. <laughs> it's joy. So here's the intention. I am meant to be joyful, and I create joy for myself. And then the questions to ask your USU, when was the last time I experienced joy? How did that, how did that feel in my body? Where and how can I add more joy right now? And how can I share my joy with someone else? When we were talking about the emotional guidance scale around the, the, you know, the different range of emotions and where they land in your body, joy is one of the highest. It's right there with love. So I just love that that's the, uh, that's the intention. It's like the reminder for me is, um, is it's okay. You have every right to allow for time for joy. In fact, that's how you were created. You were created out of joy. And so my prayer and hope is that uh, you continue to experience that joy as you are in this inspired evolution to be your higher self, your USU. And thank you so much, Emma. I just love your energy. Grateful to be here today. Thank you. Thank you. Touch wood, Sister Beth. Thank you so much for your incredible blessings. What an epic intention to have. Joy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Honestly, I could thank you for today's conversation and I will. Absolutely. It has been a total, feels like a transmission to be honest, um, to just, yeah, the field. Um, but yeah, honestly, it's your life's work that, you know, we get to stand on the shoulders of in today's conversation and just the amount of work you've put into coaching yourself, coaching others. And yeah, you know, there is just so much in there that you've opened yourself up to on your journey to be able to be here, open, humble, and just guide us all on our journey with your wisdom as well, helping us become our youest you and our meest me's. Thank you so much for your blessings. Really appreciate you, Sister Beth. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of The Inspired Evolution. 
Without you, the Inspired Evolution Tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.